You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Lord has just a setup word for a vision that He gave last week after service. And I love that. I love that we serve a God that He's not waiting for me to get to next Sunday before He reveals what next Sunday's about. I'm telling you, I hadn't left the building yesterday after... Or not yesterday. They feel like they're just one after another. But last Sunday, I hadn't left before the Lord revealed vision on what this morning is to be. Wow. That's the God that we serve. That's the urgency that He is moving with. He will not let us wait. I'm telling you, the next step, that's the waiting period between the time, your foot lifting up and your foot hitting the ground. That's all the waiting we're doing anymore because He's got a lot of work to do. And what He was showing me this week, and I'm grateful for this, but the time has come in, in a new clarity. It's, it's, it's light and dark now. We've talked about this, but the time has come where it's no longer convenient to choose Jesus. It is no longer a cultural norm to be a Christian. We've lived in the Bible Belt. I lived in it all my life. You went to church. That's just what you did. That was your routine. And the Lord, through this virus, destroyed that routine. Praise God. And we are seeing, just as He said we would see, we are seeing this divide of those that are for Him and those that are not. Those that have not been walking with Him that have been burned by this fire. And the fire and really how it snuck into their life is convenience. It was convenient to have those Sundays back. You didn't have to go to church. It was normal not to go to church. It was normal to watch it a little bit, but then did, did, we, did a lot of people even really watch church on Sundays? We kind of just, it just became another day. And we're seeing that now. This is, that's the new norm. Sunday is just another day. The people that want God and are pressing into God are still found here. It's no longer a routine anymore because the routine has changed. Praise God. I'm grateful for that because like He said He was going to do, there's light and dark, there's white and black. We know if you are here today, I'm trusting that you are desiring to press in. You've come with expectation and you are seeing the magnificence of God in your own story. That I could call on you and you have testimony of how the Lord is moving. And I could call on you and I could probably ask you, what do you think we're going to talk about today? And the Lord's probably already got you in a very similar place. I don't know how many conversations I had last week where that word purpose kept coming up. To the point where my son brings me a cross with paint on it and the big word up top is purpose. And our children's ministry is just like, that's the word that hit. And that's what we had to talk about. The Lord is moving in power with phone calls from people in different cities where the Lord is speaking to us about the same things and He's got us in the same place all the time. What a beautiful place that is to be. But God is no longer, choosing Jesus is no longer the societal norm. Joshua 24, 15 says, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day, whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites and those in whose land you dwell. 
But as for me and my house, you will serve the Lord. That used to be a very catchy slogan to see as a mission statement for churches, but we're in the days where that is relevant now. Where, where you have to choose that my house will serve the Lord. Period. And you have to stand against some flack for that. People, that's not, again, that's not the easy choice to make anymore. And it's just going to get harder and harder. The kids that we're raising up now, there will be people that come against them because they say, my house will serve the Lord. The Lord promises it. Promises it. And we've lived for a long time where it was okay to say that you're a Christian. That's, that's turning pretty quick. Now we're very blessed because we live in this rural area and we live in the place that we live in. And so that's really not as aggressive as it is for friends like, that we have in like Portland or Seattle. Those places, they might, they might crucify you right then and there, right now. He is not convenient. 1 John 4, 19 says, We love because He first loved us. Now we get to choose Him because He first chose us. And those are the days that we're in. We get to encounter that choice and we get to every day wake up and say that I will choose to live my life for the Lord. And what a glorious day to live in. But at the same time, what the Lord was showing me and getting to the meat and potatoes of this morning. We are now sending out warriors into a hostile environment. We are not just sending our kids off to college that they would just have a wonderful experience. Because it's black and white now. We know what the experience they're about to have if they choose Jesus. We are not sending kids out to just go and have life experience. We're sending kids out into battle. We are sending them out to go and fight. You've been commissioned, you have been anointed, and now we are sending you out that you would fight and establish the kingdom of God where He's sending you right now. That, those are the days that we're living in. We are not just raising up kids that would have a good childhood and have, have good experience and have a fun life. We're raising up kids that will lead the armies of God. There's a seriousness that we need to recognize about what we are raising a generation up into. We are raising them into a fight. They will be born in war and born of war. And they will fight all the days of their life to establish the kingdom of heaven here on this earth. And where they go, they will have to choose Jesus. Turn with me to John 15. We'll be in a different part of this passage. Not the normal part that I read all the time. Be in verse 18. The world hates you. Know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember that the word that I said to you, a servant is no greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. They kept my word, they will also keep yours. We're sending these, these, these warriors into hostile territory. We are leaving. The Lord is giving us a word and knowing every Sunday, every Wednesday, He is sending us out into hostile territory. You got you to gotta receive this for yourself. You too are in a fight. This is war time. We, we, are, in, we are fighting for 
lives. There are people that are attached, as we talked last week, there are people that are attached to our obedience and our disobedience. There are people that are attached to our choice to be faithful or our choice to say, no, I don't want Jesus today. There are lives at stake, and we are clearly seeing those lives at stake now. We're sending these, we are being sent into hostile territory to establish the kingdom of heaven, that we would make disciples, that we would heal the broken, that we would raise the dead, and that we would live as children, as sons and daughters, heirs to the kingdom of heaven. But that we would actually live like that. Live with that authority. Live with that anointing. That we would actually go and make disciples. Not talk about it. Not come to church and talk about it. But we would go and we would make disciples. That we would go and we would heal the sick. We would raise the dead. Black and white. No gray. The Lord is sending the children of God, the sons and daughters, us in here, into a fight. But He has called us to make disciples heal the broken and raise the dead, and to live as the anointed children of the kingdom of heaven. And we can no longer afford to not live like that. But we cannot be surprised when they come against us because of how we live. The man that we worship, the Son of God that we love and we pursue and we are saved in, was killed, was murdered, was taken to a cross, and we're grateful for that cross because He bore the weight of our sins there. But the world killed Him. They rejected Him, and they killed Him in the most horrific way they could fathom at the time. Now what are they going to do to us that choose to follow Him? We've lived, very fortunately, but we've lived in this time where that wasn't a reality. I'm telling you, that is not true anymore. And we have got to recognize what we are sending our students into. We are sending them into places where the kingdom of God does not exist. We are sending them with the purpose to establish the kingdom of God in those places. We are sending them behind enemy lines. We are sending them in there knowing that they will be persecuted because they first persecuted Jesus. It's important for us to recognize the seriousness of that. Verse 21. But all these things they will do to you on my account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. If I do not come and if I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I do if I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in the law must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. It's important to remember as we go out. It's important to remember. I remember when Randy taught me this uh, early on in my time as a youth pastor here. But it is important to remember that when they come against you, they are not actually coming against you. They're coming against God. And it is, like we talked about last week, it is our taking it personally that will remove us from ministry. It's all in design to get you isolated. Every attack of the enemy, he's not clever. Everything that he seeks to bring is to get you isolated, alone. Because you are members one of another and the the goodness of God that is in me, 
the, the identity that God has given me, the peace of His heart that He has given me and created me to be, is unlocked in its fullness because I have relationship with you. That's the body of Christ. This hand doesn't work without the rest of the arm. We are members one of another, and if He can remove the members one of another, they will not function as they've been created to function. His desire is to isolate you. His desire is to remove you from the body of Christ. So we've got to recognize that that is the design. So how does He do that? You get offended. You get your little feelings hurt. Because they're not very nice. They killed Him. And He said, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He wept tears of blood, knowing what was coming. And He was faithful to the end. He's perfect theology. You've agreed with me there. I've trapped you into this. You can't disagree now. If Jesus is perfect theology, then what they did to Him, you can expect no less. But He, the enemy will come and He will try to get you removed and isolated by making you upset when they come against you. People that should not come against you, that will come against you. We've got families turning on families now. Because of, of beliefs. Silly beliefs. Families disregarding members. Who taught them that though? I'd say the church probably did. But we're seeing that now. We're seeing people that are being removed from their own families because of the choices that they're making. We're seeing people that are being isolated and removed. It's important to remember that when you go where the Lord is calling you to go and you fight as the Lord has called you to fight, that when they come against you, they are not coming against you. They are coming against God, the Father. And it is not your responsibility to defend Him. You are just to be faithful with the Word that He's told you to, to carry, with the places that He's called you to go into, and that's it. That's it. That's all you've got to do. But we cannot be offended. We cannot... Be shocked when they come against us as they came against Him. Chapter 16, verse 1. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. They will come against you and they will persecute you thinking that they are just and right. They are doing a service to the rest of us for coming against you. I love that he said that, that he gave us that warning so that we cannot be shocked when those times come, that we would not fall away because it all of a sudden becomes difficult, but that we would know ahead of time, that it was going to be difficult. They were going to come against us. The last part of verse 4. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to Him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him to you. 
And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they, did, they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you in all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The beautiful thing about this is that we have the Spirit of God. And we get to walk with him all the days of our lives. We get to live with him and in step with him. We get to go out knowing that they're coming against us, but also knowing that we have the Spirit of God with us, walking with us, in step with us, wherever we go, leading us wherever we go, lighting our path, setting our foot steady, and we can rest in that, that truth. We can rest that when the battle comes, there is that, that truth and that reality that He is for us, so who can be against us? He works all good for the, He works all things for the good of those that love Him. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of authority goes with us into every place. I'm telling you, there should never be a smile wiped off of our face. Because the Spirit of God is with us in every circumstance, in every difficulty. He's with us. Whenever people will come against you, He is with you. So today, we are going to send one of ours out. We are going to send out a warrior to establish the kingdom of God in a place that we have not had the opportunity to go yet. And what a blessing it is that the Lord has given this house a new place to sink its roots into. It's so fun to go to all these different places and to hear how this house and the people of it have impacted them. There are churches on the other side of the world that know of this place. So we are senders. The Lord raises up mighty and we get to send them out. And today we're going to send them out with authority. We're going to send one very special one out. Eliza McGlasson this morning. Jay and Zach, if you guys will go ahead and get this set up. Um, this is her last Sunday. Um, and as we were talking about it, I was talking about it with Deb last, last Sunday. The Lord just gave me very, very clear vision of what we were to do. And so we're going to do that. And what that is, is the Lord showed me washing her feet. And He showed me anointing her with oil. But what was so cool was that He showed me all of us surrounding her. Surrounding her, interceding on her behalf, interceding over her, declaring over her the victories of Jesus declaring over her the victory of, of Jesus all the days of her life, that she would, she would go out in authority, she would establish the kingdom of God, and she would not be one that walks away. But that in this place, in this moment, at this time, she would be established in authority as she leaves us. Uh, Amy had a vision as we were talking about this, of this blanket um, that she could take with her and that she could feel the presence of God wrapping His arms around her 
and that she could remember this Sunday. So we've got the, we've got the blanket right up there. We've got the date ingrained on this blanket so that you can see, so that she will always be able to recall what the Lord established this day. This is a big day. We are sending someone out. Just think of how she's pioneered in your own story here. Man, praise God that we get to be the ones to send her out. Praise God. Praise God that He's called her somewhere else. I'm so grateful for that. The people We can't expect to know what we know and all get to stay here all the time. This is one of the painful parts, but one of the beautiful parts is that we get to come together, the body of Christ. We get to be raised up in the spirit of truth and righteousness. And then we get to send those out. That the rest of the world would know. That the rest of the world would be able to encounter what we know. They would be able to encounter the spirit of truth. They would be able to encounter who God has created them to be. Who they have searched all of their life yearning to know who the Lord made them to be. Creation longing to know creator. Creation longing for purpose. We get to send those out with the key. With the answer. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.